My name is Priyanka Pani and we have with us Ajay Adhisheshan, founder of B2B payments company Paymit, which was recently backed by global payments player Visa. Tell us a little bit about what's the strategy of global players like uh, MasterCard and Visa. We have been seeing a lot of investments happening in the fintech space. If you look at the likes of Visa and MasterCard, they've been innovating and partnering with banks. So, so they've done all the innovation in the past uh, you know, few decades. But in, uh, over the last few years since uh, we've seen fintech players come on the scene, innovation has now shifted and the torchbearers of innovation are uh, the fintechs today. So the larger networks and platforms have come to that realization, just like banks also are partnering with uh, fintechs. And that's how you see the likes of Visa and MasterCard now uh, looking at partnering, investing, acquiring fintechs because they want to ensure, ensure that they remain relevant and they are not uh, out-thought and out-innovated uh, out of the market. So that's precisely uh, the strategy because they have deep pockets and they have the wherewithal, they have uh, global networks, they have um, the partnerships in place and they can sort of leverage all that in partnership with fintechs to continue the journey of innovation and bring uh, better products and experiences. Yeah to consumers and businesses. Uh, what has happened with uh, these global players? I mean, they were the ones who, in fact, who disrupted the payments market with uh, plastic cards. Uh, but then why did they stop innovating and what, what, what changed? You know, when you become that big, it's difficult to innovate at that pace. Uh, it just uh, uh, is sort of uh, inversely proportional, uh, the degree of innovation to the size of the organization. Not necessarily some large organizations have continued to innovate and remain relevant. We've seen many examples of that in different uh, spaces. But I think, you know, at that that level, at that size, uh, it's natural that your strategy would be to, to try and remain as nimble mm-hmm. as you can, yeah. but size is always going to prevent that from right. happening and becoming a reality. Right. So the only other way you can do remain relevant is by partnering with smaller uh, organizations or startups, or maybe acquiring them. Or, yeah, so acquiring is again, you know, sort of ingesting those products, uh, innovations into your organization as a larger company. Right. You know, at the end of the day, it's a survival as well. So that's so who is going to win? Are these the big players or the smaller ones? Will there be a consolidation, and what kind of? That's going to be. Because I think the financial space is a vast space and within that there are so many uh, segments and there's you know payments, there's credit and so many other intervening as- aspects around that. So in my opinion, it's, I think it's, it's going to be these partnerships and there's going to be some standalone uh, fintechs uh, who will rise and be as big as the current behemoths. Mm. At the same time, the current behemoths will continue to invest and acquire other smaller players right. to be able to compete effectively. So, uh, uh, talking about uh, payment, I mean, uh, Visa uh, invested in you uh, in last last year, right? So, what has changed for uh, payment after that? I mean, culturally and business-wise, uh, what, what has changed? So, culturally, nothing has changed. Uh, so, we, we remain, a, you know, we, it's business as usual for us. Yeah. Uh, you remain as a startup agile. Uh, yeah, so as for as long as we can hang on to uh, being nimble, uh, we're still a small team, hundred people. Mm-hmm. I think Visa was always already a partner with Payment before they invested in us. 
So that partnership uh, was the basis of investment and basis the fact that the partnership was working well and the, and the fact that we expanded beyond India into the Middle East as well. Uh, and that's when I think Visa decided to uh, sort of get closer uh, from a partnership standpoint and make an investment. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, they helped you to go to the global markets, right? Uh, but what is there uh, in for Visa? Yeah, so I think at the crux is uh, still Visa's card network, uh, who works with issuers and acquirers, and they have the platform. So for them is how do we enable more and more payment flows onto the card network? And having already made such a huge impact on the consumer side from a card standpoint, I think the next area for them is B2B. And since we were processing large volumes of B2B payments on a platform, their motivation and incentive is to see how we can move more and more off corporate and SME payment flows onto mm-hmm. the card rails. So the shift is from uh, consumer cards now to commercial cards? Yeah, so the, of, of course the consumer cards will continue uh, mm-hmm. for them as a, as a thrust area. But the new emerging area is B2B. And in B2B you have larger chunks of payment flows which you can capture with less effort and lower risk. And that's the beauty of, uh, and that's the attraction not only for us as a fintech player, but also for the card networks themselves. Are there any other, uh, you know, things that are threatening the card companies? Say, for example, UPI in India. Yeah. Uh, are they kind of a threat? Yeah, so I think uh, if you take a debit card, uh, then certainly UPI is a threat to that. And it has clearly uh, emerged as a front runner. As far as the credit card is concerned, credit is something which consumers want and businesses want. And that doesn't get replaced uh, easily. So I think they will, from a, from a credit card standpoint, they will remain relevant. Whether the, whether the card remains or not is a question. So the card could disappear. At the end of the day, even the card is linked to a 16-digit account number. So for all practical purposes, it's virtual in yeah. nature. Um, and, and you know that physical experience can be replaced later by a non-physical payment experience at retail or or even online for that matter. But at the same time, I think people are habituated and the card usage is only going up. It's, it's early days to say whether the cards going to disappear or not. Right. Yeah. Uh, the cards obviously won't disappear, but the mix of consumer credit cards and uh, commercial credit cards, will there be a change? What's the status right now? Yeah, so, you know, there are varying reports. Uh, I'm just saying at the top of my head, maybe 10% of the overall volumes are uh, probably on B2B. I would say that would trend to in the next uh, few years to you know maybe 30, 40 percent. Uh, the commercial cards. Commercial cards okay. as a component. Now, commercial cards traditionally have been uh, very TNE focused, mm-hmm. travel and entertainment, uh, largely used by uh, enterprises, uh, corporates for their expense management by issuing it to employees. Mm-hmm. So now uh, with our platforms like Paymate. The unique thing is now those commercial cards can be used for even their vendor supplier payments, accounts payables. And that really is a paradigm shift because now with the same commercial card, the business can use it also from a cash flow standpoint to make other payments. Otherwise, they would have to use it on third-party merchant networks. The other challenge over there was they would have to acquire those merchants. Now, if they had to pay the supplier and the supplier is a small business, they might not be eligible to be boarded as a merchant. Therefore, it became difficult to use a commercial card to make a payment to that supplier. But now with a platform like ours, the banks can issue cards to these businesses and they can use our platform to use the card to make a payment to their supplier. So that's the sort of shift 
and the facilitation we brought to the table now to enable these B2, new B2B flows. Uh, talking about your global plans, you've already entered the Middle East market. What's the opportunity there and uh, which are the other markets uh, do you think you can tap uh, with Visa's partnership? I think India itself is a massive opportunity and you know we're extremely cognizant of that and we're very, very reluctant to move out of India as a, from a geographical expansion standpoint. But given the partnership and the investment, I think we felt uh, that would sort of accelerate our deployment into a new region, that region being CMIA and subset of that MENA and subset of that GCC. So, so we are now launching in the UAE, uh, hopefully this month, to be followed by uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, in fact, our team is there right now at a conference and then expand the other GCC uh, countries. So I think that's, that's an $8 trillion opportunity across CMIA. In India is a $4 trillion payment flows opportunity, commercial payments. So between these two, there's a $12 trillion. And if you look at the global cross-border and domestic flows, which is $125 trillion, so this already constitutes about 10% of that. And that's a good enough... That's a great... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a, market a good to market to... Uh, yeah. So with that, what's the vision for uh, payment for, say, another five years? Where do you want to be? What do you want to become? Yeah, so for us, it's how do we play in supply chains uh, more effectively? So that starts with the product. And the product for today is a full stack supply chain payments and credit product. So the top layer is a procure to pay. Complete automation of payments AP, that's accounts payables and accounts receivables between small businesses and corporates. The second tier is a, an invoice discounting marketplace, again, to facilitate uh, early payments between businesses and the third is credit itself so we have a we acquired a credit uh, platform and we have a credit engine now so which can come and make decisions on providing credit to businesses on our platform so that gives us a full stack and so our uh, vision is clearly looking at india and looking at the four trillion opportunity how much can we move onto the card rails and onto our platform in the next uh, few years and that's clearly a large opportunity for us to play. Oh, do you have any numbers to you know give a perspective of of that growth? I think for us is uh, how can we uh, as quickly as possible get to 30-40 billion dollars in payment volume so that's that's a vision for the next uh, few years so let's see how fast we get there.